Hi, and welcome to The Great Exchange. I'm your host, Jim Hannes. The Great Exchange is based on 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with Him. We're going to continue the discussion about it's time. It is time. What are we referring to? Well, let's go to the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. It's time for the sons and daughters of God to begin standing up and to be noticed for who they truly are in Christ. They are his sons and daughters. And I want to look at something and kind of help you begin to see where you're at. And I want to preface it by saying that neither one of these are wrong. They're just two ways to think about living for Christ. And we fall in one or the other. And like I said, neither one of them are wrong. It's just the way they follow Christ is a little bit different. And you have to begin asking yourself, is this what Christ died for me to begin doing with my life? And I want you to think about this. we got two sides to the story. What is it to live for Christ? We have one side that says it's about being a Christian. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, let's look at some of the things that Christians focus on. Church attendance. Christians are very much about being in a church on Sunday, or if there are other times through the week that maybe the church meets, to be in those particular meetings. But Sundays are the big event for them to really focus on. They go to church on Sunday. They serve through the church. They actually are ushers, they're children's workers, they're greeters, all these different things. And there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing wrong with either one of these that we're going to look at. They're serving through the church. One thing that is in the realm of Christians is competition. It's sad, but it's true. Even churches begin to compete with each other and say, well, you know, we've got this and we've got that. And then another church will begin to make improvements and say, well, we got this, we got that. They're just trying to get people to attend their church. I get that. And then they think inside the box. They think inside, what can we do within this building that will attract people to the building, and then hopefully they'll give their lives to Christ. What can we do inside the box? And they're very much about the gathering, the Sunday event, the Sunday worship service. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with those, but we have to begin to see where do we fit in? Where do we fit in in our walk with Christ? But then, if we look at sons and daughters, which we saw in Romans, that the universe is waiting on tiptoes, waiting for them to stand up, let's look at some differences about a son and daughter versus someone who just says, I'm a Christian. A son and daughter of God we have to begin following after our father and see what he was about. Christians just learn from other Christians about what it is to be a Christian. 
Like I said, nothing wrong with either one of these. But a son and daughter, our model is the son, Jesus Christ. What were some of the things that he was about? Number one, justice. Why did he fight, well, not so much fight, but why did he oppose some of the teachings in the synagogue and overturn tables? It was because they were making a mockery of what was supposed to be a house of prayer. He was about justice. He was about setting other people who were being misused free. Justice. Second thing, he was about changing culture. He was all about changing culture. He wanted people to begin to realize that their lives mattered and that they had value and something to give to everybody around them. Everywhere he went, things changed. That's something that we have to begin thinking about our own lives. Everywhere we go, do things change. And then he was so much about caring for those who couldn't care for themselves. Look at the lady who had the issue of blood. She had went and spent all of her money on all these doctors, all these medical tests, all this stuff. And we see people today who do the same thing. But they can't care for themselves. But she touched his garment. And he said, who touched me? And all the disciples said, why are you asking who touched me? We're in a crowd. There are people touching you ever. He said, no, somebody touched me. What was it that touched him so much that he recognized that he had truly been touched? It was because there was someone who touched him that couldn't care for themselves at the moment. Do we allow ourselves to model that after Christ? Or do we get so caught up in just turning the other cheek and looking away from the people who can't care for themselves. He was so much about destinies. When he talked to the lady at the well, he was more concerned about her future than what he was her past and her questions because he kept saying, the water that I give, you'll never drink, or you'll drink, but you'll never thirst again. He was so much about her realizing what her destiny could become. The lady caught in the act of adultery. He was more concerned about her destiny, whereas the people who brought her there were more concerned about stoning her. But he was more concerned about her destiny. Do we see that in our own lives with people that are around us? Were we concerned about their destinies? Do we want to help them begin to see a life that God intends for them to live? And people. He was so much about people. Everywhere he went, there were people, and he never said, keep them away from me, or anything like that. He always wanted to entreat the people to come and be a part of his life. Another thing, he was sent. Do we realize that we are sent here to this world and into the culture and the area we live in to make influences on the people that live around where we are? were sent. He wasn't so much about a gathering in a building or something like that, but he realized that the Father had sent him, John 3.16. He was sent to accomplish something that the law never could. He was sent to bring redemption to mankind. And then sons and daughters, they began thinking outside the box. For you to really be who you're called to be, you've got to be thinking about 
things outside of the box, not so much about the church building, but you being the temple of God and how your creativity can touch lives outside of the church, in the place where you work, where you go to school, wherever the case may be, in a restaurant, at a a coffee shop, whatever the place is that you're there, you have to think outside the box so that you can become the temple of God and touch people. That's what he was so much about. He was so much about being where they were so that he could be an influence in their lives. I know there's big differences in what I just shared about Christians and sons and daughters, but the main truth is they're both believers in Christ. They both have been saved and washed in the blood of Christ. It's just the way they begin to do things. We have to ask ourselves, am I living the life that Christ died for me? And if our answer is no, then we have to begin saying, okay, I'm a son or a daughter of God. How can I begin making an impact for the kingdom? It may be something that you say, man, I've never thought about that before. Well, guess what? That's thinking outside the box. Just be who God's called you to be. The Great Exchange is a ministry of Jim Hanna's Ministries. If you would like more information on Jim Hanna's Ministries and ways to financially support the ministry, go to my website, www.jimhannas.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day.